Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The Packers game is over, and now it's time to break this one down. It's the Green and Gold Post Game Show with former Packers running back Gary Ellerson and the big unit, Bill Michaels. It's not over yet, and the Packers have just a, uh, a modicum of life with just under a minute to go in the ball game, but they are down by six, 28-22 on the verge of taking their first Loss within the division in the last year and a half. This would be the first loss to a divisional foe by Matt LaFleur as the Vikings at 1-5 and five appear poised to knock off the Green Bay Packers, who are 5-1. and one. I'm Bill Michaels, Gary Ellison alongside, and uh, I am going to use a word, Gary, to describe this performance. I'm going to call it craptastic because sure, this, defense, this defense just stinks. I mean, they have moments, but overall, they just you can't rely on them. That's that's the bottom line. Not like you could at points last year. Correct me if I'm wrong. Are you talking to me, Bill? Yeah. Yeah. No, this is horrible. I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, all this Super Bowl talk, all this crap, need to be stopped. Uh, and you know, I I gave my top five out last week, uh, top five teams uh, in the NFL. The Packers weren't in my top five. You know who creeped in my top five? That was at number five last week for me. Was it was the was the uh, L.A. Rams? Uh, the Packers right now they have a lot of holes, and we know what they are. And, I, and I'm tired of hearing Super Bowl talk and all this. I think we can stop all that now. I, I think people see what this team is, and they, and they're a team that's really predicated on their offense, but their defense can't get any stops. I think what they for this is the second punt here, I believe. They just can't get any stops. Now, you still got some time left here on the clock, right? I mean, you've got, well, about 57 seconds. But this defense can't stop anybody. If they're looking to make a trade or do something like that, it's got to be on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, we talk a lot about uh, what they need. It would be great to get a receiver and talk about Will Fuller and such. And it would be. Look, I think we can look at this team and you can say there's probably three weaknesses one being additional wide receivers, two being uh, the def- another guy alongside Kenny Clark, and then obviously the middle linebackers, they're young. They do make plays at times, and I, I think the middle linebackers, the Packers, are up-and-comers. They're just not there yet. And uh, there are times that uh, it just – and then fundamentally this team is just so poor. We talk about tackling every year. Now, I know all teams do and all fan bases do, <laughs> and do. I get that. But this is just – this is like – that you could put drives together on broken tackles. That's – that's just unacceptable. You can't do that. Well, they got – to me, it's about the defensive line play. They got pushed around. I mean, they were in their base defense for most of the game, Bill. They were in that 3-4 yeah. a lot. 
and they couldn't do anything. They couldn't stop anybody. And so, and I saw some people talking about Blake Martinez. It, it wouldn't have mattered. Uh, right. You know, it, it just because you just didn't get any push up front. I mean, they, these guys were getting to the second level. And when you can combination block with your guard and tackle, get to the next level, that you, you're not going to stop a lot of teams. I think what, uh, if you go back a little bit, they may be average, averaging per play almost eight yards per play, I would say, at least seven. Let, let's go seven. Let's get the Packers a benefit of the doubt. They're probably average at least seven yards per play. And that's you can't win games like that defensively. Uh, Packers scrambling at this point as time ticks off, but they are now in Vikings territory. So we'll, uh, we'll keep you up to date. But uh, defensively speaking with this Green Bay Packers football team, it has not been a good situation in the sense of, like Gary mentioned, tackling. Now, uh, the one thing I've noticed, and I always tell people when you watch a game, it's almost like you got to blur your eyes. Watch the line. See how much penetration they get. See if they get penetration. See if they collapse the side that the ball is actually going to. And didn't see any of that today. I saw Preston Smith try to set the edge and just couldn't even get to the edge. I saw Kenny Clark at one point, even in one-on-one, get pushed to the side. Uh, I saw, you know, Lowry get pushed around today. I And then I saw their tackles, like you had mentioned, their guard-tackle combination get to the second level and open things up for Dalvin Cook. And I th- saw Dalvin Cook break some ankles today or just flat out break some arms and shoulders with the ability to be able to get around guys. So it, it just it was just an all-round bad performance. Now, here's the biggest question. And, and and you watch people say continuously, fire Mike Pettin. Is it Pettin or is it the is it the guys? Because if you're well, in your base me, defense and you're me, losing man to man up front, it is what it is. Right. To me, it looks like the guys. Because they're in base front. That's what I'm saying. They're they're in base three four for most of the game. They knew what they were getting. They knew they were going to get a full dose of Dalvin Cook. They knew they were coming. So they were in three four the majority of the game. And because they knew what they were getting, and they just couldn't stop them. To me, to me, or or the only way is coaching. If these players have tuned out the coach and they're not doing what they're supposed to do as far as gap integrity and being what they're supposed to be, then that means your team is not listening to you. They they they're not. You're not. You can't coach them anymore. And that's because that was me, the argument. That's, that's dangerous. No, that was the argument. Remember uh, in that uh, you know postseason press conference, getting ready for the start of this season, and there was so much discussion about the defense and about why didn't you get you know more? Why didn't they trade up for Patrick Queen? Why didn't they take him when he was there? Why didn't you get a defensive lineman? Why and and you know when they talk about valuation of the middle linebacking position more so than we do, and and all that kind of stuff, but. The argument is, and remember, they said, "Well, we lost because of gap integrity. We didn't lose because of our guys." And so now, what you're saying is, if guys are just going after guys and they're not really staying in gap integrity, then it's more coaching because they're not then listening that's to coaching. coaches anymore. Right? You're okay. not listening. You tuned them out. Then, then so, yeah, then it's yeah, it's coaching. But either way, or the other, the flip side is that you just don't have the talent because right now. What Mike Pettin's doing, basically, he's in a lot of base fronts, right? So, right. to me, if you're in a lot of base fronts, then that means you should be doing your job. Then that means that if you're in base fronts, then that means you're not winning your battles up front. Because you're, 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 you're in your spot. Now, when you start doing, you know, certain defenses where you're blitzing and all that kind of stuff, and you're trying to get home and he's not calling the right defenses – I, I think today he, they were in what they need to be as far as the right defense. And to me, they just couldn't get the job done. And to me, then that's void of talent when you can't get the job done. Right. No, I, I, I 100% agree. I, and I, I think that they had some opportunities. And, 
And now you start, you know, with, with things like this, when when Tampa Bay happened, you thought, okay, was that a one-off? Now you see the defense get beat up again, and you see the offense late in the ball game in scramble mode. They put some points up for, for the most part in the second half of this game. They were shut out. And if the de- and if the offense can't can't run away with the game and hide, the defense can't give you a game. They can't win you a ball game. No. So the, the question then begins to you, you say, okay, well, we can talk about spilt milk, and that is the, the offseason, what did they do to bolster the defense? Yes, they picked up Christian Kirksey, but they, they passed on guys that would have helped they them in the draft nothing. because they wanted they to go in a different nothing, direction. Bill. Did Bill, they nothing. did nothing. Right. They did nothing. I mean, I, 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 and I got nothing against Christian Kirksey, but they did nothing. They, they basically, in a draft, did nothing. Both sides. Both sides of the football, they did nothing. Zip, they got nothing I, I, out of it. 855-830-8648-855-830-8648. You know, people screaming, fire Pedden. People screaming, this is a terrible defense. This is on Gutekinds. Why hasn't he been fired? Matt LaFleur. I mean, it's, you know, I'm getting it from everybody today. So let's do this. Just let's let's chat about it. Give us your thoughts as to what you think some of the problems are. And, And again, I know that I saw a lot of this on Twitter today as well, that people talking about this team being a Super Bowl contender. The only reason you can talk about that is for the fact that it's the NFC, for the most part, has been so wide open, and nobody's perfect in the NFC. So you can win on any given Sunday, and I think that holds true with any of the top teams right now in, in, in the NFC. However, you just lost to the Vikings. Now you got to, on a turnaround, you got to go to San Francisco. And if you get punched in the mouth defensively at San Francisco and can't put points up, then, then you can start to say, okay, you're you're not ready for prime time. It's not going to happen. Let's you, you start talking. I hate to say it with only what would it be like their third loss of the season, yeah. but if that would happen, you would start to say, okay, this team's legitimately they're going to win you 10, 13 games somewhere in there, right. and then they're right. going to lose in the playoffs, and yes. it's wash, rinse, repeat, and they're mm-hmm. doing nothing about it other than saying we're happy to be in the postseason. And all the people that have been screaming about that for years now have yes. true validity, yes. and then you start to look towards management for this, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, Bill. I couldn't say it any better myself. Boy, you're a smart dude. I'm glad I worked. Uh, well, you know what? I, I took a five-hour energy. <laughs> <laughs> but that is. Happy Halloween to everybody. Better. And, uh, yeah, happy uh, happy November to everybody as well. Joining the program, 855-830-8648. Uh, he's Gary. I'm Bill Michaels. And uh, we are glad to have you on board today. I uh, got one here from Rory who says, at what point do you hold Brian Goodikins to Catamore? Although he's been in the job a short period of time, he did pick up some quality players, but they can't put it all together. Uh, is this Petten? Is this Lafleur? Or does it all start up top with Mark Murphy? I that well, well, Murphy gave you Matt Lafleur, so he's done. Right. Right. So I, and we look, all I, we I'm all not... saw the press conference. We 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 thought Murphy took over the press conference and all that kind of stuff. And I understand that people want to blame Mark Murphy a little bit, but Mark's, in, in all honesty, folks, Mark has nothing to do with the players. And the coaches. I mean, he brought in Matt LaFleur. That was his big deal. And he's out of it after that. After that, you've got to go to, to Brian Gutenkunst. That's where it lands. Now, he's got to be able to bring talent in. After you bring talent in, then the coaches got to be able to coach him up. I, I think you got They, to me, I think it just goes to this, Bill. And we just they, they really did nothing this offseason to separate themselves from what they were last year. That's what it comes down to me. How did they get better than what they were last year? And, and they aren't. They they just, what you just said, they just re-rinsed, washed it off, came back with the same. They shined it up a little bit, but it's the same team. 
I uh, there, there's a whole lot of people that are out there that are screaming for different defensive coordinators. And I've never been in favor of firing a coach to fire a coach because things aren't great. But what my argument always is, if you fire a coach, do you have another one in mind? And do you really believe that firing the coach makes this team better? I always ask that because, I mean, they, like we, like the end of McCarthy, sure. look, I didn't like the way things went down, but it was time. We all knew that. So now you look at this and you say, okay, people want to fire Mike Patton. Okay, maybe it's time. It, you know, he was the guy that was a leftover from one year of Mike McCarthy into the first year of Matt LaFleur. Okay, I understand that. But do you really believe? Because everybody wanted Dom Capers fired. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Fire Capers. Things are going to get better. Fire Capers. And they got a little better, but what they did was they upgraded the personnel, and then things got better. Correct. Last year, things were better. Right. And now this year, people, have, they didn't really do a lot to upgrade the personnel. They brought in Christian Kirksey, and that was it. You got a really good secondary, but they didn't upgrade the personnel. They got figured out. People are blocking them a little bit better and a little bit differently, and now things people want to fire Mike, Mark, well, Mark Pet, or, uh, uh, Mike Petton. Petton. So yeah, well, do you really yeah. believe that it's going to all of a sudden get better? No, it's not. They're big miss, Bill. They're big miss. Uh, and I think this was under Ted Thompson. The big miss was not taking T.J. Watt when he was right there in front of your face. Defensively. Right. That was your big swing and miss. You tried to go two for one, be cute, and got nothing. You, you got you got uh, Kevin King and a guy that can't stay healthy, and then Vince Beagle no longer here. I think he blew out his Achilles, Achilles uh, tendon, uh, I believe, down in Miami. So they tried to go two for one, and now you have a pro bowler in T.J. Watt, which you swung and missed on terribly. And those are kind of things that are hurting the Green Bay Packers. If you're going to go draft and develop, then you need to hit on your draft picks if that's what you're going to do. And they just really haven't been able to do that at a high level. Now, Jenkins, I think, is going to be a pro bowler. I think he's going to turn out to be pretty good. But it feels like you missed on three wide receivers that you took in the draft. Jair Alexander looks like he can be something. Uh, I think it's it's you know the the jury's still out on Savage. You still don't know there. Uh, Aaron Jones looks like he hit on that. Jamal Williams, yeah, I mean I think he got there. But defensively, you you got nothing out of the draft defensively. Kenny Clark, yeah, because you had to repay him. But you you for me you can't swing and miss on a guy like T.J. Watt, which is right here in your backyard, Bill. You can see that guy anytime you want to to know that he was a football player. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. Got a lot of reactions to this game. I want to go through some of my notes Come as on. well. We got jam packed phone lines. Gary Olson alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. Packers lose to the Minnesota Vikings. In ugly fashion, it's 28-22 and a defensive performance that uh, was was craptastic. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. This is the Green and Gold Post Game Show. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. How did Green Bay's first score of the game happen? Who helped to put the points on the board? It's time for the Schulze Family Beef score of the game. Schulze Family Beef, providing high-quality pasture-raised beef for three generations from their Wisconsin family farm to your family table. Check out their selection and place your order today at SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. 28-22, the final was the Green Bay Packers. Uh, it wasn't even really that close. Packers defensively, they just can't win you a ball game. Their offense, when they get stymied or well-defended, like Mike Zimmer's been able to do in the past, 
they uh, the defense just doesn't have doesn't have enough horses to uh, to keep up. They've got some good pieces, but they don't have enough horses. Twenty eight, twenty two. The final. The Packers go to five and two now on the season. First score of the game. Devontae Adams is the first catch of the ball game into the end zone. Third and four. Rodgers to throw. Lofts it to the near side. It's caught for the touchdown. Devontae Adams. And there you go, courtesy of the Fox broadcast today. And Devontae Adams goes in from five yards out, giving you the first score of the game. Packers have scored on the opening drive of every contest they've played in so far this season. That made it 7-0 with the PAT. After that, uh, you had uh, right away the Vikings take it back down with Dalvin Cook, who breaks a 21-yard gainer into the end zone. Then it comes back with, again, another Devontae Adams touchdown catch. And then, after that, it was all Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook, and then the Packers just simply couldn't overcome Dalvin Cook. So they take their second loss of the season, their first one in the division, the first one in the division since Matt LaFleur has become the head coach. Matt LaFleur goes to 8-1 and one in the NFC North. Welcome back to the program. I'm Bill Michaels alongside Gary Ellerson. Uh, Going to get to the phone calls coming up here in just a second. Uh, look, uh, Gary, I got a couple of notes here. It said, sure. Uh, first of all, I, at the end of the game, I wrote down props to Mike Zimmer. I have seen Mike Zimmer scheme pretty successfully against Aaron Rodgers in the past. Right. He did it again today, taking away Devontae mm-hmm. Adams in big moments, not giving him a lot of big moments. Today. He got into the end zone a couple of times, but late in that second half, he wasn't doing – they, they they just basically said everybody else is going to beat us. Equinemia St. Right. Brown had a couple of opportunities. He had a drop. Marquez Valdez-Scantling had one. Uh, you saw different problems out of the out of the uh, you know Aaron Rodgers had the one the wind got and overthrew uh, Jay Sternberger who was wide open so right. there was there was some tough ones today Adrian Amos I thought had a pretty good game uh, I liked uh, getting a look at AJ Dillon I thought Adrian Amos had a pretty good game uh, Kamal Martin I thought played extremely well and and everything that we heard about and saw in training camp you saw more of that uh, today but I mean I just kept circling. Broken tackle, missed tackle, bad tackle, not setting the edge. I've got, like, all these notes here, and it's just play after play after play. Dalvin Cook ran through one, two, three tackles on that 21-yard uh, run that he had uh, in the third quarter. I, I just – I keep going back to it's just – maybe it is just as simple as saying fu- fundamentals, but sometimes you got to get guys that want to actually execute the fundamentals, and I just don't know if they have the talent to do so. Because they got good pieces, but I don't think they have enough good pieces. You know what I mean? No, I would agree with you, Bill. Oh, uh, we got everybody on hold. Our buddy Let's Ty is in Philadelphia. Ty, how you doing today, pal? What's happening? Hey, what's going on, guys? Depressed. Yeah, man, this is a frustrating game to watch. You know, uh, this is really frustrating uh, to lose a game at home against a division opponent, man. You know, great teams do not lose games to bad teams. Um, so it was very frustrating to watch this team lose like how they did today. Uh, I totally agree with uh, what you guys are talking about as far as the defense. Uh, you know, I mean, I know you got to have the horses to do with, you know, what w- w- what they need to do. But I don't know how Patton is calling. Like, I don't, I don't understand why. Like, even on, I guess it was like a third and nine. Like they're playing ten yards off. Like, I, I don't understand what they're doing out there. But uh, it don't look good. Uh, you know, like Gary said, basically, this team is the same team from last year. And, you know, the pressure is on, you know, on that front office to do something because it's probably not going to get no better for this year. So if it's not going to get any better, we're going to end up with the same results. You know, at the end of the day, it's about winning championships. And if you're not in it for that, then what are we doing? 
So uh, whether it's a, a trade or, you know, something has to happen. But uh, this defense uh, don't look good at all. And uh, they got manhandled today, giving up all the rush yards to Cook. He's a stud, but um, something has to give at some point. You know, and this defense just don't look good right now. But the, don't, that, that doesn't excuse what the offense didn't do today either, even though it was a windy day and um, all that good stuff, guys. So uh, very frustrating, depressing loss. I, I'll hang up and I'll listen. Absolutely. <laughs> He's kind of trailed off at the end, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. just kind of went off. He's yeah, still talking. He's just kind of like yeah, mumbling yeah, to himself walking yeah. around the house now. <laughs> you know? Uh, one thing I will say, when he talked about Petten playing off of the wide receivers, the one thing I did notice that, Gary, but I, my first thought was if you can't tackle him playing press up front, like man, um, you know, within a two- to five-yard cushion, if you can't tackle him on quick outs, maybe they're just trying to give them the opportunity to, to, to I don't know, break it down, so to speak, uh, in, in deeper field. But he did I, I did notice that, that he ended up pulling the uh, – the D-backs, they weren't playing like press man at the line of scrimmage continuously. They were playing off in certain situations today. Well, he gave them different looks, and that's what and, and, and that's what you have to do. That, unlike when you saw them play the Texans, the Texans gave them the same doggone look all the time. Zimmer got a little smart, and they were banged up in the secondary, but he just gave them different looks, and that's mm-hmm. what you got to do. Change it up and then get stops, and then they got stops, and then the, our offense stopped scoring, and we couldn't stop them from scoring. The uh, um, going back to something that you said when Mike Zimmer, they had secondary guy after secondary guy after secondary guy go down today, and they were playing with young guys anyway, and they were still a lot of the time, specifically in the second half, able to stymie the Packers offensively. Now we know Devontae Adams got his, and he's going to continue to get his, but there were times in this ball game, just flat out, no one was open, and I'm thinking, how is this possible with backups to the backups to the backups playing? And, and this goes back to the argument. What do you need more, defensive help as in one or two guys or just a single wide receiver? You know, I have, to go back, I have to go back and look at it because I saw a lot of guys open where Aaron Rodgers just thought he was just going to throw to Devontae Adams anyway. I mean, there, there are like two, three cases where there's an underneath rock coming. You may not have gotten the first down, but you, 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 there was a, a lot of cushion, and he just throws, he just throws a Devontae anyway. I count up four of those balls. And and to me, that's what you got to do. He just start force-feeding. I mean, be at least four times. He was triple-double coverage, just throwing mm-hmm. right into it, incompletion. Right. And then they – and one and one time uh, you saw Moose, then they draw it up and go, well, look, look at MVS. He's coming across wide right. open. And he's throwing into triple coverage over here. Mm-hmm. He's got to take what they're giving him. He can't just be throwing it. And then – and that's what ends up happening. I don't know if you heard the presser last week when I last week I said to myself, "Oh my God, this is starting to look like McCarthy's offense." Where no, right, you start talking about nobody's open and all these routes are run independent of each other. And then I saw I heard the presser that goes, "Well, the reason why we can't run our offense like the Rams' offense because the Rams like to go with that quick, quick, quick pace. So you can't audible that you, Jared Goff can't get out of a play because they want to hike the ball and go fast." And right. the reason why the Packers can't do that because they want to allow Aaron Rodgers enough time to audible or to look over the defense and figure out where he wants to go to football. And there's a lot of give and take with that, and there's some good and bad with that. But what it start, what, it, what, what, what it will start looking like, it will start looking like McCarthy's offense where you have all these routes independent of one another. Nothing's built on top of each other. 
and that's what happened last week, and you saw some of that today. Let's do this. Uh, we got a full phone lines, and I want to get to everybody. Got Irv and got Jesse and got a cast of thousands on hold. Stay tuned. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break, come back. We got a lot more of the Green and Gold Post Game Show going until 6 o'clock Central Time tonight. Get us on the radio.com app. And for those of you that are listening on the radio.com app, we just wanted to say thanks for taking a listen to us. The Packers get run over by the Vikings 28 22. We got more of the Green and Gold Post Game Show coming up next. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. With that, it brings up a third and nine. Four-man rush, try to set up a screen. They've got some blocking. Cook taking advantage. First down and more. Dalvin Cook breaking free into the open. Caught all the way. Touchdown, Minnesota. Unbelievable run and blocking. A 50-yard touchdown. Dalvin Cook's got four of them today. 28-22, the final is the Packers. They knock off, or excuse me, the Vikings knock off the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. Packers go to 5-2. and two. That is Matt LaFleur's first loss. You know it would come at some point. You just didn't want it to come at this point. First loss in the NFC North. Welcome back to the Green and Gold Postgame Show. I'm Bill Michaels, Gary Ellerson alongside. Let's get uh, back to the phone calls. A lot of people on hold. Let's go to Irv listening to us on the south side of Milwaukee. Irv, welcome to the program. Man, I'm mad as hell. I spent all that day barbecuing yesterday to get ready for the day. <laughs> and man, I, I mean, all night, man. I'm like, this is, you know, this is our rivalry. I'm gonna get ready for the Sunday, man. It's a, let me tell you something, Gary. I'm coming to pick you up tomorrow. I tweeted you earlier. I said I'm gonna go up there and make that trade my damn self. Listen, uh, we have to get Quentin Williams in this lineup. The man has 25 tackles for uh, losses. I think he has more than that. It's 28 tackles. I mean, he dominates the line of scrimmage and. Dalvin Cook killed our line of scrimmage today. I mean, how many times do we have to go in year in, year out, saying if only we could have did this? And I think Gutenkus has proven that he learned from Ted because these last draft draft picks, you take the year he took Gary and um, I think it was Savage, you could have had Dexter Lawrence, you could have had De- uh, Montez Sweat, just wasted draft picks. Your draft picks in the first round got the hit, and I'm not going to even talk about this year. So – you got. You need to go to the altar, repent, and right the wrong this year. And I don't care what you give up to get um, Quentin Williams and maybe one more player because this defense, um, I knew it wasn't going to last because we weren't getting the sacks and takeaways like we normally would, and the offense just can't keep up. So we we got to make a change, and, and we got to demand a change. You know, not having an owner, I thought that was a problem. But since you don't have an owner, then it should all it should be all about championships. It ain't about the revenue of somebody lining somebody's pocket. It should be about title town. And if you ain't going to make it, if you ain't about winning a championship, then t- take the title town off of Green Bay. That's all I got to say. Appreciate it. Um, so, Gary, uh, let me – I want to go through this. People, you know, and, and to a certain extent, rightfully so, with the whole, you know, Brian Gutekind's thing where they're crushing a guy. Yeah. So, Jair Alexander, I think we can all agree, has turned out to be a, a wild hit. He's, he's very, very good. Uh, Josh Jackson is coming on. I don't think I'd put him into that category, but he's coming on. He's played better as of late. Certainly raised a few eyebrows with Kevin King being out. I understand that. But Oren Burks, no. Jamon Moore, no. Cole Madison, no. J.K. Scott's a tremendous punter, but he's a punter. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, another guy. Equinemia St. Brown, he's been banged up most of his career. Then you got Looney, Bradley, Kendall uh, Donerson. 
not a not a stellar draft, if you want to call it that. Then he picked up Rashad Gary, Rashawn Gary, uh, who has shown us flashes, but uh, you know it is what it is. Darnell Savage Jr. I think has played well for this team. He really played well last year. Um, this year, obviously, a little bit nicked up. Elkin Jenkins is real. Yes, we agree with that. El- Elkin yes. Jenkins is real. Yes. That, that's the real deal. Jay Sternberger, you're still waiting for him to show up. Kingsley Kiki, Kadar Holdman, Dexter Williams, Ty Summers. Kingsley Kiki, when he had the opportunity, he played well in spurts, but he's, it's not that consistent threat. Then this year, Jordan Love, not even playing. A.J. Dillon, playing sporadically. Josiah Degara on the injured reserve. Uh, Kamal Martin, he's starting to get his opportunities and play well. We don't know what John Runyon, Jake Hansen, Vernon Scott, Jonathan Garvin, Stepaniak, none of that. We don't, we don't know those guys yet. So you then say, okay, you've had three years. What major successes have you had in three different drafts? You can say out of three drafts, you've hit on Jair Alexander and Elkin Jenkins. Right. Maybe you could say to a certain extent Darnell Savage Jr. Um, And as of right now, that's about it. That's not much. When you're talking about guys legitimately fortifying your team, that's not much. And and the Jordan Love pick is going to be forever tied to him until Jordan Love wins the Super Bowl because this Correct. year was the year that you had the opportunity. You, not only did you trade, you get him, but you traded away a pick to get him. So had you fortified a need with that, a good fortification, because Justin Jefferson was there too. You could have had a wide receiver or you could have had Patrick Queen. Either one of those guys. Both who are contributing big time in the NFL. You passed on both of them. So now I kind of feel how feel like the Bears when they uh, passed up uh, Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes and took Mitch Trubisky. Mm-hmm. Now I know how the Bears feel. So <laughs> a little Bears reference there. Uh, let's go to Jesse listening to us in Brooklyn on uh, the Radio.com app. Jesse, how you doing today, man? Bill and Gary, what's up? Let me ask you this real quick. Okay, so if Aaron Jones, David Bakhtiari, and Kevin King are playing in this game, do we lose this game? That's a good question, and probably not. I think we win it. What's your What's your question? Okay, so let's let's just give Zimmer his little credit there for his game plan. But the offense just looked lethargic until like the last five minutes of the fourth quarter. I don't know if this was before you go there. Forward. Let me say this before you go there. Let me say this to say that only because the way you started. The Minnesota Vikings were missing more players than the Green Bay Packers. If that's where you're going, if you if you're saying if you're saying to me, okay, they got Aaron Jones, they got back to Ari, do they win the game? Yeah, but right. the the Vikings were missing more players than the Packers. So you so it all kind of even out. I mean, you had you 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 had enough to beat the Vikings. And that's why I think they overlooked the Vikings. You know, with uh, the 49ers coming up on Thursday, they just kind of like felt like they could turn it on whenever they wanted to. And that cost them, ultimately. But sitting some of these players, you know, I know that their team doctor is very conservative as to when he's going to put players on the field based on the severity of the game. And I feel like they just were – submissive in this game to be like, all right, well, we're going to try, but if we lose, whatever, they're one and five, now two and five, and this doesn't cause us much consequence. 
Well, also, one last stat. Both of our losses versus Brady and Cousins, both under 200 yards passing. So it's all on this running defense, and that needs to get cleared up or else it's a wrap. Yeah, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it, buddy. 855-830-8648-855-830-8648 if you want to uh if you want to chime in. Uh, I had said Justin Jefferson was on the board. Justin Jefferson was not on the board and there was other wide receivers. There was the other Jefferson that I was thinking of. He was still on the board. But T Higgins was still on the board. Michael Pittman Jr. was still on the board. Ayuk was still on the board who's contributing. Ayuk was uh, the one that you Jefferson wanted. had just come off the board, just a few picks uh, ahead of that. When he came off the board. Well, you could have moved up to get Jefferson if you, you could have to. moved up to get him. Chase Claypool, uh, coming out of the Steelers, who's who's uh, good, he was still on the board. Van Jefferson was the guy I was thinking of who ended up going to the Rams. He was still on the board. Denzel Mims was still on the board, the kid out of uh, kid out of Baylor who went to the Jets. And he's I think he's better than what they're doing with him over there because the Jets are just stinking fan, you know, craptastically. But anyway, the long story short was there was some quality talent that was still on the board, and you traded up to get the quarterback. And that was my point was that you're still going to be married to him. But the fact that Patrick Queen was still on the board just to this day still right. astounds me that mm-hmm. they didn't choose him when you knew you needed a linebacker and you knew you needed future at linebacking. And they continue to tell us that, you know, well, we, we don't value the linebacker as much as you do. I'm like, wait a minute. What? Uh, let's go to Kenny listening to us in Georgia. Kenny, welcome to the program down there in J- Gary's old stomping grounds. Yeah, Gary, Bill, how you guys doing, man? I'm a long-time listener. I never call because, you know, I just like to listen to all the armchair quarterbacks call with their frustration and their anger. That's not how you analyze the game. I've been a fan ever since 1980, so I've watched a lot of football. I got just about every single game that Brett Fire played on VHS. One thing I've noticed about the defenses of today and the defenses of those days is, if you think back, Gary, to the Santana Dawsons and the Brian Williams and the Coxes and the, the Newsoms and those guys, when they made a tackle or, or the uh, receiver caught the ball, guys that weren't even close to the play ran up to the play, to the action, and they helped in the action even if they didn't need to. You know, if it wasn't their assignment, they were always around the ball. And it was, those guys had, a, you know, a little praise when they got up. They put their hands upside their helmets, and it was like, you know, the sharks in the water. The commentators said, uh-oh, the offense is in trouble. The sharks are in the water. And that commitment to their craft is what is missing today. And it, it's not, you know, anything to do with, you know, so much as, you know, tackling and all that. I think it's just her commitment and will and want to, you know, want to do your job. And to me, the other thing that I noticed is just an issue. The biggest issue is no one's talking about our scouting. And then no one wants to, you know, go and get better free agents. Why are we so afraid of free agents? If we're supposed to be owning the team, hey, let's just go ahead and boycott those guys in the front office and get them out of there and get a, you know, get somebody in there that wants to go into free agency. That's that's what I see is the biggest issue. Those two things. Do your job. Want to tackle. Want to bust somebody in the mouth. Get mad. Get angry. We got too many nice, soft guys, and, and that's that's the most irritating part that, to me to watch. I mean, I'm a bigger fan, just as big a fan as anybody. One of my motorcycles is painted in green and yellow. I've been trying to get up there and ride with Bill 
every year, but, you know, I've been having a setback. There you go. Yeah, man, you'll love that bike, Bill. So, But I'm a true fan, man. I don't get upset over certain things like that, but, you know, we need to get guys in here that want to play. I mean, the Dean Lowry's and the Tyler Lancasters, I mean, like you said, Gary, they're just guys. You know, I mean, come on, man. Let's, let's play some football. I mean, we're losing. Like one caller said, you might as well just take the title town title from Green Bay because when's the last time we won a title of significance? You know, it's time to get up off the off the turf and play some big boy football. We need, like Gary said a few years ago, that's, that's some grown man football. That's, that's a grown <laughs> yeah. man right there. We need some yeah. grown man. Yeah. We don't have enough. We don't have yeah. enough. We, we, we got to get better at that, man. And yeah. it just... It hurts to see it, man. I mean, right now I'm sitting here in my office and just – I used to cry watching football, and now I just look at it as just we got to do better, just like the country, yeah. just yeah. like these so-called Patriots. Yeah. We got to do better. Yeah, yeah, we do yep. have to do better. Good stuff. Good stuff. Call. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, let's do this. We'll deal with some questions when we come back. Got a lot of people firing us up uh, over there on Twitter and on the Facebook fan page as well. You can track us down. He's Gary Ellison. I'm Bill Michaels, 2822. The Packers get beat by Dalvin Cook, basically, in the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Cook having a four touchdowns. All the scores today for the Minnesota Vikings. Stay tuned. we got more of the Green Gold Postgame show up next. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. From the line of scrimmage to the end zone, what was the drive of the game? It's time for the Chevy Drive of the Game. Find what's next. Check out the new 2020 Chevy Silverado at your local Chevy dealer or WisconsinDrivesChevy.com. Time now for the Drive of the Game as the Packers get B28-22, but the Packers did put one together. It was a 15-yard, 72, or 15-play, 72-yard uh, 72-yard drive that put the Packers up 14-7 to with this pass from Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams. Rodgers, the fake throws. It's caught. Touchdown. Devontae Adams, number two. A solid pitch and catch, and that put the Packers up 14-7. to Unfortunately, the Packers were the first team to blink when it comes to not being able to sustain a drive. The Vikings then took it down not once but twice and scored. Made it 28-14 before the Packers finally put six up on the board. Excuse me, eight up on the board after that late in the ball game. But uh, that's the way it ended up. 28-22 the final. And uh, the uh, the drive of the game, by the way, again, brought to you by our friends at Chevrolet. Find out what's next. Check out the new 2020 Chevy Silverado at your local Chevy dealers at WisconsinDriveChevy.com. That's WisconsinDriveChevy.com. Uh, let's do this uh, while we can. Get back to the phone calls. Got a lot of people on hold. Got Jay listening to us in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. Jay, how you doing, man? What's going on? Let's go to Bender listening to us down in Chicago on the Radio.com app. What's going on, Billy Mike? I am. Uh, I'm doing okay. Gary and I are hanging in there today, but very, very frustrated. Love you guys. Same as same as myself. I uh, wanted to ask you guys, what is it going to take to get out of this defensive purgatory that we can never get right for some reason? I've been a fan of this team for a long, long time, and we're doing the same things over and over again. We can never get that hump through. So one question as well, are there any grown-ass men in this front office that are going to take this team to the next step 
and get us into that prime defensive territory if we keep throwing draft picks on. Love the hell out of you guys. Can't wait to hear what you say. Thank you. Gary, you go on this one. Well, I mean, I, you know, we so we had those these last two questions. And for the Green Bay Packers, it's been more about money. And it's been more more about who can and they can't afford. I mean, that's what we led to believe. And, and I'm no capologist, right? I mean, I, I don't know what they can and what they cannot afford. All I know is that that the Kansas City Chiefs reportedly had $100 in the bank, and they still went out and signed like two, three guys his past offseason. They made it work. Why can't we make it work? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, and I know there's players that we pass on. You heard Charles Woodson. He was on our um, station here, Bill, just the other day. He talked about Marshawn Lynch. We we have David Bakhtiari, who's a, who's a Packer right now. And he said the same thing I said about Kansas City. They, they, they were able to get it done. Because we were asking him about can they sign him and Aaron Jones uh, together. And he's saying, yeah, sure they can. Everybody else is doing it. Why can't we do it? And so that's what we don't understand. There are more than anything else, Bill, you just talked about and I talked about a little bit earlier. They're missing on draft picks. They, they cannot afford to miss on that. That is their their, their biggest problem. If you're going to be drafted and developing, you got to miss. You can't miss on draft picks. To me, you have an opportunity to improve your team. You go into this year's draft and you take you take Jordan Love. I mean, a guy that you know you won't see for another three four years. Mm-hmm. I just don't think you can afford to 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 do that. And he might be a, a really good quarterback in in three four years. But if you're talking right now today, what are you doing right now today to help your team get to a Super Bowl? And you really did nothing in this year's draft to help your team get there. A.J. Dillon plays, what, every once in a while? And he's going to go back to the bench once you get Aaron Jones. So the the Mm -hmm. problem that you have is that the players that you're drafting are not turning out to be what you thought they were. You got to hit pro bowlers every year if you're going to continue to fortify your team. Got to. Got to. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. Packers lose 28-22 to the Minnesota Vikings, and we're talking about it, breaking it down, giving you analysis, and taking yours as well. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Green and Gold Postgame Show coming up right after this. Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. The Packers game is over, and now it's time to break this one down. It's the Green and Gold Post Game Show with former Packers running back Gary Ellerson and the big unit, Bill Michaels. Matt LaFleur is the head coach of the Green Bay Packers, suffers his first loss in the NFC North. Welcome back. It's the Green and Gold Postgame Show. Gary Ellerson alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. And, uh, and Gary, I'm over on Facebook answering during the uh, top of the hour commercial break. I'm on Twitter. And it's just, it's all about no talent, need a wide receiver, tackling stinks, Pettin needs to be fired, Gudekins needs to be fired. You can... 
pretty much rearrange them in one through five, but, but it's the same thing. There, huh? That that's that's it. That's it's tackling out. sucks. Defense well, was exposed. Does suck, Bill. Petten Petten stinks. You know, need a wide receiver. You know, didn't get this guy, didn't get that. But it, but it's basically to everybody in a man that's sitting out there that has watched this team. We are all saying the same thing. The two glaring needs were you needed more beef to stop the run and you needed a wideout. And you ignored both of them. And right. why? And for the love of God, during post-game press conferences, why in the hell cannot you? can you never get a head coach to just say, you know what, tackling is a heart thing. It's a want thing. It's a will thing. It's not just about being in the right place at the right time. It's about trying to lay the wood on somebody. I get so tired of the cliche because all you're doing is talking down to your fan base and acting as if everybody's just so dumb they're going to swallow what you're selling. You know, it's just everybody can see it. And it is unbelievably frustrating to listen to the minutia of BS when people say, why can't you tackle? And they say, well, we do drills. We do this. We do. No, you don't. You don't tackle like you used to because you're afraid. Just say, we're afraid of getting people hurt. Our GM won't let us do it. I'd rather they come out and say that than talk down to a fan base and say, you know why we've sucked for a decade? Here's the reason why. Because our general managers won't let us do it. I wish they'd just come out and say that and put it where it's supposed to be. It drives me freaking nuts. All the excuses made for fundamentally bad football. There. I'm pissed. I got it out of the way. I feel better now. time, Bill. Damn. Take a phone call. <laughs> you want to take a phone call? <laughs> Jeez. All right, Gary, you talk me into it. Yeah, let it breathe. Let's go to Brandon listening to us down in Virginia on the radio.com app. Brandon, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing well, gentlemen. Bill, you okay? I, I just blew a blood vessel. I'm going to clean up here at home. I'll be good. Right. I'm, worried, I'm worried about you, buddy. I, 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 I'm sorry. I was just, you know, I'm just, but, uh, you know, well, I, not to, you know, pry open any wounds here, but, you know, I was just going to ask Gary, you know, as a running back and watching this game, as I did, and, 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 and he's going to have much more vision, literally and figuratively, with this kind of thing. You know, when it comes down to this defense for the Green Bay Packers, you know, is it, is it really just as simple as Jimmy's and Joe's versus X's and O's? I mean. Well, it feels you, like that you know, to me. It feels like that to me. Like Okay, so we just we, it's a personnel that you mean you know Mike Patton gets all the stuff about you know you know find Miami years past versus you know driving and all these kind of comments. I was just you know, was curious to see what you what you gentlemen thought about that, and, and you know I'll, I'll, I'll listen you know to, just to hear because it, it in, in terms of is it really you know is it a talent thing probably, but also there seems to be some flack and some anger going towards coaching things. Well, you know, I think if you look around the league, you can see the talent. I mean, if you look at the Chicago Bears defensive line, they're, they're I think they're better than ours. Khalil Mack, I don't, you know, I, all them jokers, they got a host of guys that are pretty good in their defensive line. Their secondary, they both stand up a little bit. Their offense ain't worth anything, right? But if you look at the, the New Orleans Saints, they got better defensively. Uh, they're not playing well offensively right now because of Mike Thomas. And the reason why I miss those two teams, I'm watching right now on television. Uh, it feels like, and and I would have said this before, but and I, I have to go back and look at get somebody to do some stats on. But it felt like to me that Mike Pettin was in his base three four defense. It felt like seventy per sixty seventy percent of the time. That was pretty thank you good. Thank you, that was a big yeah. dose for them to be in there. So when you're in your base defense and you know the run is coming, 
guys got to be able to do what they're supposed to do, and they failed to do that today. Hey, hey, Garrett, can I just slide one more in here? Just real yeah, quick. slide it in. Can you ask me about 97? I, I love 97. I love Kenny. I just is, 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 is he part of the solution? I mean, he, he's a baller when he's healthy. Well, he's he can't. He can't do it by himself. That's the problem that okay. they have. They have nobody Thank else. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, okay. he's he's drawing a double you. team every single time. Thanks for the phone call. He's drawing a double team every single time. They're working up, get up. He just he just he's he need he needs another running partner with him, Bill. And that's mm-hmm. and that's what they don't have. So everybody talk about Quentin Williams. And last I checked, and I put it on my Facebook page too. Last I checked, uh, the Jets were only looking for a second round pick for him, and he's on right. a rookie contract. So it doesn't look like you got to pay him a whole heck of a lot right now at this moment. Why? So would you I not mean, do you, that what? Deal? When is the trade deadline? When is that? Tuesday. Tuesday. They got now until Tuesday. They they should look at this game, uh, Brian Gutekunst. They should come away with a plan like, okay, can we win the Super Bowl this way or not? And to me, I say no. It, to, I say no. If they're not at full strength, I say no. Now, we had talked about it earlier. If you have Aaron Jones, if you have Bakhtiari, if you have Kirksey, if you have King, if you have those guys all back, I think you've got enough to sustain the question is, if you're going to get out in a shootout and this offense gets down by two scores, the key to the to beating the Packers is get up on them, double and triple team Devontae Adams. Right. Make everybody else beat you. And right. make Aaron Rodgers play Mike McCarthy football. Right, Bill. And so your deficiency is on defense, which means that when you get into the playoffs, all the offense is going to be that much better. So what what's going to happen is you're going to fall into the same situation that you, very, you were in today, very similar – and that you've got a, a defense now that can get like maybe a couple stops. And we saw that that's it really is all that needed in the NFL. You need a great defense, but they came out in the second half. They go down, the Vikings do, drive, score, and they come back and they get two stops. Game's over. And that's really all you need. You don't need like a, a world beater defense, but you need some de- a defense that can, I, and I say, at least get you two stops per quarter. If you get yeah. more than that, great. Got more lines available if you want to chime in. He's Gary Ellerson. I'm Bill Michaels. Packers take it on the chin. Uh, Aaron says, hey, guys, it starts with tackling. There wasn't a whole lot of that today. Second, we need more talent. When you talk about the defense, the inside linebackers are overwhelmed. They just aren't ready to be in the role that they are in. Rodgers needs Jones back desperately. He is the heart and soul of this offense. And he says, when Jones returns – uh, the, then he will not be the scapegoat for Aaron Rodgers. It's clear we are better with him. Adams needs other well, sure receiver help alongside. Yes. Sure we that are. I and and Adams is another good. guy. Yeah, sure we are. No doubt yeah. about it. Let's get back to the phone calls. Talk to Jason listening to us in Wauwatosa. Jason, how are you doing today? Yeah, Bill. Um, I hear a lot of people talking about making some trades for the Packers or picking up some veteran talent. Uh, Gary mentions the Chiefs, and they just went out and got uh, Le'Veon Bell. But, wouldn't that go against what the Packers have done for the last 10 years? We never pick anybody up and make <laughs> trades. We, we want to just keep our draft picks because we got 10 of them next year and we can get ready for the Jordan Love era because that's what we do in Green Bay. Isn't that what, what we're all about here? He's been a little facetious, right, Bill? Yes, oh, he is. Gary, <laughs> Drop that big word on me, Gary. Yeah, good work here, Gary, but I don't remember anyone making a trade, and this is the Ted Thompson, Brian Gutenkoos way of going about it. We like who we got, we are who we are, and we don't try and improve. Tampa Bay, the day they kicked our butt, 38 to 10, made a trade for a defensive tackle at the end of that sure day because they lost their via. 
Uh, Seattle has picked up Carlos Dunlap as a pass rusher and Snacks Harrison. Teams that are actually going to try and win a Super Bowl, like New England did year after year with Tom Brady. They led the league in trades. Not always for the top players, but sometimes they did that. We never do that. We've never done that. Aaron Rodgers has carried the team, and I know he is imperfect, and I wish I, I, I hear the criticism. Equinemia St. Brown and Marquez Valdez Scantling. How many years do these guys get to prove that they're worthy of duty picking them? Yeah, the, the, those guys, uh, thanks for your phone call. I feel your pain on that. I mean, Goody's missed on some really big picks. Bill went over them earlier. I mean, and you just really can't do that. If, that, if you're not going to go get, if you're not going to jump into free agency, then, I mean, Bill, the reason why they went and got the Smith brothers because they got old at outside right. backer. I mean, Clay Matthews and Nick Perry just, poop went away. And that's because if you think about it, do you remember Dayton Jones? I mean, they yeah. they missed on that pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they have drafted some guys that were supposed to get you past Nick Perry and Dayton Jones, and they didn't, so they had to go into free agency. They're going to be in the same spot again where they're going to short his team up through free agency because the guys that they are drafted are not panning out. 855-830-8648. We're going to take a quick break. L, you're uh, first out of the shoot. He's in Philadelphia taking a listen to us. Always great to get him on the program. Wish we had better news today, but the Packers beaten 28-22 to by Dalvin Cook. The rest of the Vikings were there, but Dalvin Cook rushed for four touchdowns today and got some big ones. And the Packers just couldn't overcome due to bad tackling and a defense that couldn't get stops. They were terrible on third down. We'll go through some of the numbers as well when we're back. Stay tuned. More of the Green and Gold postgame show next. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Sometimes you got a stick. And sometimes you got a hit. Let's find out the hit of the game. Brought to you by the Boilermakers Local 107. Building and rebuilding America for over 225 years. Check out their apprenticeship opportunities at Boilermakers107.com. Green Bay Packers take a loss, 28-22. I know, it sucks. They took it to the Purple People Eaters, who played like it today, both defensively and offensively. And today, the hit of the game comes to you from Dean Lowry. Here it is. What's coming? Cousins is buried. Dean Lowry came through untouched in the first sack of the game. There you go, courtesy of Fox Sports and the only sack of the game. And think of this, they only pressured, only pressured the quarterback and Kirk Cousins three times today. That was it. You're not going to win a game if you only pressure. Because that's the way he throws them up. Because once he starts getting a little bit happy feet, usually he'll give you one or two. Gary Ellison alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. uh, Kind of, uh, you know, giving you the analysis and getting through this Packers loss together. Let's get back to it. Victor, uh, or excuse me, L, listening to us in Philadelphia on the Radio.com app. L, how you doing today? Man, I'm stuck in, like, the twilight zone right now to watch what I just saw earlier. (laughs) Like, this this is crazy. Like, I don't. I don't get it. Like, one part of me wants to say, okay, I'm not even really like, I feel like I'm numb. Like, I understand that we play with a lot of, without a, a, our starters out today. But, like you said earlier, Gary, like Minnesota did too. And the defense didn't get a stop until the fourth quarter. Like, how do you sit up there and call yourself a defensive player, an NFL player, if you can't get a stop within three quarters of a game? That is inexcusable. 
does Preston Smith still play with us? Like, I'm just trying to figure out. Like, I don't want to hear no excuses about him going in coverage or anything. Like, this dude does nothing on the field. Nothing. And I'm not going to sit up here and just bag on him like it's totally his fault. But as a, as a collective unit, like, today was just disgraceful. Like, it really was. So, with all that being said, you would hope that our front office guys look at this game and really want to put the pedal to the metal to try to get something done by Tuesday. Because if we don't, like you guys were saying earlier, it's going to be one and done. We, we, we win like 10, 11 games, host a home home game or something in, in, in Lambeau. Who knows if people are even going to be there or not. The Hawks are going to be out there, meaning it's going to be cold. Yeah, it's going to be cold. We don't, cold. Know, fans are, we don't right. know if fans are going to be out there, so we're not going to have that advantage. So mm-hmm. what are we really – like, what are they trying to do? Like, I just don't understand this team. You, people are bagging on Petten. You can't bag on Petten if he doesn't have the right pieces to, ex- to execute what he wants to do on the field. These dudes are just guys. Like, there's no, like, real main, like, it's like they need a shot in the arm or something. So, I, I don't know what we could do, but, I mean, oh, I know what we could do, but I don't know if they're going to try to do it. Right. Like, something has to change. Like, this whole draft and, listen, you holding on to these picks. So you can go, like I, like, I mean, I keep on saying the same thing over and over again, and it's driving me crazy. You go get Quentin Williams. He's on a rookie contract. He's a, a, a first-round, you know, he's a first-round talent. You give up your second-round pick for him, it's the same as you getting a, a, a stud as your second-round pick. Only thing is that it's for next year. Who do you think coming out this year on a defensive line in, 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 um, in college football that could match up with him? Or a J.J. Watt? Or somebody, you know, a, a, a game-changer? Well, J.J. Watt crazy. gives you instant credibility in your locker room, and he helps Absolutely. your offense, and he helps your offense as well. Thank you, thank you. Because that brings the it brings your whole team around like that. Mm-hmm. Like you really got a guy, and we right. can rally around that. Yes. I'm, can I say something real quick before y'all before y'all get off? Yeah. I just wanted to go back to when 2010 when we got players like Ryan Pickett, um, and we and this is the year we had a whole bunch of like injuries, and we were able to plug and get people, you know. And hey, it wasn't blast, but it was effective players that we knew that could execute right. Don Capers' defense back then. Can we please do that again? Not you guys, but just saying, please. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Thank yeah. Here, right. yeah. He brings up some good points, and here's the question, Gary, because people, you know, mm-hmm. we'll talk about the scheme. And okay, my question mm-hmm. is: mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins threw the ball 14 times today. Mm-hmm. He was 11 of 14, 160 yards mm-hmm. and a touchdown. We all know that, okay? Mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook and Madison. Cook got 30 carries for 163 and three mm-hmm. touchdowns, and Madison mm-hmm. got three carries for eight yards. So you're talking mm-hmm. 33 carries right. for 171 yards. Mm-hmm. So what about the scheme makes it the inability to stop the run? That's the thing, and that's why I didn't think that it was scheme. Somebody right. else may be tell you different because – when you're in your base defense, which they were in most of the time, 3-4, right. I didn't see any scheme problem there. To me, I saw guys getting beat up front. They, they right. were just getting manhandled. The, the other team was just better than we were you know, today. I hope it's not that way every single day, but that's what you got. And, Bill, you know what? You're going to get some more of that Thursday night in San Francisco. Just mm-hmm. oh, like yeah. that. Garoppolo may only throw eight passes total. Yeah, yeah. He may, well, he may throw five. And okay. they'll just do a okay, lot of motion, run the ball yes. in different ways. And, yes, and they'll come unbalanced with you. They're going to do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so you're going to get that same that same dose come Thursday night. Uh, let's go to uh, Victor holding in Milwaukee, listening to us on our flagship station, a fan out of Milwaukee at 1250 a.m. Victor, how you doing? Hey, hey, Bill. Hey, Gary. 
how you guys doing? You guys all right, all right, Victor, boy. Good, good. What's up? Enjoy your show. Enjoy listening. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm going to say this, and then I'll hang up and let you guys respond to it. So, if I were if I were the coach, this is what I'd do. I would pull out some old clips, if you will, of some famous Packer defense. Your crew, uh, 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 Reggie, uh, Reggie White and his crew, and some others, and show the defense. Sit them down, show them. Look, this is what championship defense is about. Okay, and let them let them see just short little clips how they stop the run. Okay, then afterwards I would talk to the two. Uh, captains of the defense, like you guys, get together, have a players meeting only, because today they got they got they got spanked, you know. And next week uh, or Thursday, it's you know another another op- another opportunity for running backs to like oh you know so you know, let these let these guys absorb and see what you know real championship defense. Is all about. Okay. Uh, yeah. The other thing, the other thing, Koontz, I would, if I were a coach, I would get together with him. I would pull out some old clips with uh, 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 with Ron Wolf. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like, and like, okay, check this out, check this out, check this out. Okay. Yeah. And, and then take it from, take it from there. Today should we pull? Should we pull some out from Vince Lombardi too, or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. Oh, yeah. since yeah. you mentioned that, since you yeah. mentioned that training camp, <laughs> now we yeah. understand. We all understand what this, uh, what this, uh, the, the virus. They, yeah. they really didn't have a. Well, they had a training camp, but did if you know what right. I mean. Right. Right. But, but it's like you can't. I'll be blunt. You, yeah. you can't baby these kids. You know, right. it's like. You know, it's like tackle. Let's go through this. You can't, you you can't uh, uh, pretend you got to physically go through it. Yeah, I understand about being uh, sore and saving the body. I understand right. that, but yeah, there's a difference between there's a difference between now and then. Uh, back in the day, when training camp training camp was uh, tough. You know? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Know? Two, two, Vic, and you know, yeah. you know that. Yeah, yeah. Victor, appreciate the phone call. That's yeah. that, you know what? Hey, look, yeah. you always get somebody that's going to say, "Go back and show them the way it's supposed to be done." And oh yeah, G- Gary, let me ask you this: Did they yeah. ever do that in your career? No. No. Pull out no. old running backs and say, "Gary, this no. is how it's done." No, no, they never did that, Bill. You know, um, no. maybe I asked Leroy to see if they. Yeah, I no, love Victor's did. passion because he yeah. what he wants is go yeah. do it that way. The problem yeah. is Reggie White ain't walking through that door. Yeah, that's the problem, Bill. <laughs> that's the problem. You know, yeah. <laughs> so. Yes, yeah, but Bill though today's football is played differently though. Yes, it's not. I mean, listen, uh, Steve Atwater, Hall of Famer. Uh, I, well, I give you a couple guys to play for the Packers. Uh, one of my teammates, Kenny Stills. Yep. Uh, uh, what's what's the other guy that came after Kenny uh, that um, played free safety? You knock knock, you bleed his nose all the time. What's that guy's name? Oh, 
was defense. He was defensive coordinator too for a minute too. Um, God, what is that guy's name? I guess what I'm trying to get at those guys doesn't exist in today's NFL anymore. The NFL is completely different. Where you're going to have guys just knock the crap out of people. That 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 is not today's NFL. What's the safety name? Steve, uh, uh, Bill. Was he number twenty six? What was his name? Had a, had a nice had that jawline, nice chin, yeah, long hair. Yeah. What is his name, Bill? Damn. Chuck Cecil. Um. Chuck Cecil, Bill. Chuck Cecil, yes. Chuck Cecil. Chuck Cecil. Brian Noble used yeah. to talk about him all the time. Yeah. 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 Th- those guys can't can't play in the NFL anymore. No. It's just because that's not the way the game's played. That's not the way the game's played. They played a physical smack you in the snot locker game. Yeah. And that's that's mm-hmm. not the way the game is. What the hell's going on out here? <laughs> yeah, right? But there is Lombardi. There is yeah, Lombardi. Yeah, he's always going to be here now. I got uh, I got one from Lewis here, and, and he's he, – Lewis is pretty sensible. He's got to slow your roll on this. And he said, what look, uh, let's, he said, let's not get too crazy. I had a ton of uh, plans today based on the temperature, and I didn't based on wind. So he was going to grill out most likely and do a few things and then t- check out the game, but the win made it crazy. So the Vikings had a strong game plan today, and it's not like we didn't score. But once they got down, it was difficult to believe that you could even pass when you're down 14 with near 50-mile-an-hour wins. He said, don't worry, guys, there's still a Super Bowl contender. He's always been that good, meaning Aaron Rodgers, and it happens. But if Cook was missing, Minnesota would not have run like that. That was the difference uh, between the elite running back and he ran wild. He said, we couldn't get off the field on third down, which is true. And we were missing ours to equal that. They protected. He played well, meaning uh, meaning Aaron Rodgers and company. Uh, the defense couldn't tackle. That's it. But a lot of secondaries don't take a Jones-level running back either um, when he's talking about having Aaron Jones on the field, hence why he's a top-ten running back. So it, basically he's saying, look, slow your roll. If we've got Aaron Jones and Bakhtiari back and we're back to strength going towards – because the question was when he wrote this was, do we think it's a Super Bowl contender? We still are, and that's the reason I said don't get crazy because this team, because the NFC, there's no perfect team. Well, Bill, there were a Super Bowl contender last year too, if that's what you're going off of. Right. Sure, fine. I, I get down with that, but He's you don't have enough. He's basically saying that you've got a different offense being executed this year, and if you have Aaron Jones, you have Bakhtiari, and you have ball control offense and you can continue to score, well, here's, well, here's then the it problem becomes more that. of a shootout, and, but your defense is still going to have to step up. But here's the problem with that, Bill. Minnesota's defense is is horrible. They had nobody, right? And so offensively, we couldn't even take advantage of that. And the game was set up for us offensively to score a ton of points, and we couldn't do it. They weren't they like, they they lost a lot of players, and they continued to lose defensive players during the game. I have no idea who half those guys were in the secondary back there. Uh, we got some phone calls to get to when we come Let's back. Let's get to them. Uh, we got Marcus in the north side, Vince is in Connecticut, and the cast of thousands. But I've also got an email specifically directed towards you, Gary, asking well, about course. Aaron Rodgers. So we're going to ask that question, too, when we come back. Stay tuned. Packers take it on the chin, 28-22. The Green and Gold Postgame Show continues after this. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Yeah, that hurt. Don't bubble. It's tough out there. So who got banged up? Today's injury report. Sponsored by Tayback Law. Veterans, if you feel you have been wrongfully denied any benefits, contact Tayback for the payback at TaybackAttorneys.com.
Packers get knocked off 28 to 22. And uh, boy, it's a it's a tough one today. There's a lot of things uh, as far as finger pointing to go uh, to go around. Gary Ellison alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. The injury report today brought to you by our friends at Tayback Law. Um, other than Scott leaving the field uh, at some point in the ball game and then coming back uh, to the field, it, really there was nothing else. No, no uh, Packers injury that was of note today. Which on one hand is is very good considering you got a, a quick turnaround. You got some guys that are practicing now and. Hopefully you get them back on Thursday, but uh, nevertheless, nothing uh, significant to report when it comes to injuries, and that's sponsored by Tayback Law Veterans. If you feel you've been wrongfully denied any benefits, contact Tayback for the payback at TaybackAttorneys.com. That is TaybackAttorneys.com. So this was from Dave, Gary. He said, hey, guys, and then he's got Gary in parentheses. Do you feel that Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback when he's down? For a long time, they talked about him not being able to win in the two-minute two minute offense. He finally put all of that to rest and started winning games in come-from-behind fashion. So for those that say he can't come free from behind, are they just full of it, or is this really a problem? Because as you said, he tends to focus solely on Devontae Adams when others are open. Does he only go when he's down, in parentheses, to the guy that he trusts, or will he spread the ball around and take shots at actually winning a ball game? That's where good quarterbacks make great players. Uh, so, in other words, he's saying, look, uh, when he's when it's in the flow of the offense, he's a great quarterback. When he's down, he's only focusing on Devontae, and I, I guess what he's trying to say is that's hindering the offense. Does that make him a bad quarterback, or are we saying that he's a bad quarterback who can't win games if they're down by a couple of scores? See, um, that's been bandied about um, a lot here in the last couple, two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think in order to make that case, you will have to look at numbers and what does the numbers say. Uh, I test, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And when he walks in, in the room with uh, Troy Aikman, uh, Bob Greasy, uh, Danny Marino, Joe Montana, he will be looked at as such. Uh, so now if we want to go look inside the numbers, then you have to tell me what those numbers look like. I think there's three things, Bill, I think you have to take into account here. Um, I think one would be for me, is it Rodgers? I mean, is it he's the reason why he can't get it done? Or do you blame uh, the players that he, I mean, I'm sorry, do you blame the defense because he's not had really good defenses that he played with? Or do you blame uh, management and uh, Brian Gutenkus, Ted Thompson, et cetera, not getting him the players that he needs to have in order to make these comeback wins? I, I think that's where you have to go with it. Uh, last year, we saw this team last year, Bill, and we knew that this team couldn't stop anybody last year defensively, right? We knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, in years past, we've seen this team defensively where we knew they could. it was just kind of, The one year, I think the year they went 15-1, and one, we were like, man, they just gashing this team. It's going to eventually catch up with them. But they were getting a lot of turnovers, right? They were getting a lot of turnovers, and they were getting – Charles Wilson was taking things back to the house on picks. But we just saw it just wasn't that kind of a defense that can just punch in the mouth. It was soft. Right. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know how to answer that. I think you would have to go inside the numbers and let the numbers tell you. I test tells you that the guy's the first Bella Hall of Famer. 
Yeah, I, I, no doubt, statistically and such, you look at Aaron Rodgers in the flow of an offense, he can make things go. And I think given the amount of weapons that he has had in the past, he has been able to make things go. I think what happens is, is when it comes down to crunch time, sometimes you just tend to go to the guy you trust the most to make a big play at the, at, at, in the, one of the biggest moments rather than take a chance that you may have a 50-50, you know, kind of thought in your head. But Go ahead. When did we start saying that about him, though? When the talent Rogers. level around him started de- depreciating. Exactly. I, I, so I completely get that. That's only been two yeah. years. Right. Yeah. That's only been that's two years because, yeah. And, and so now, right, I mean, because you look at the receivers, who does he have? And quite honestly, right. I'm just being – I mean, it's not the Sports Illustrated cover. No, no. I mean, no, we God, we no. weren't saying that about him then. We we didn't we dare utter that word about him. You know, focusing on one guy. I, I guess uh, you'd have to I say. I mean, to he yourself, may he may have he may have liked Jordy Nelson more than a lot of other guys, but still, the ball was spread around to a lot of other people. Would you, if you're <laughs> Aaron Rodgers and you have to get a first down, you have to, or the game is over. Mm-hmm. Are you throwing yeah. into a window to Devontae Adams, or are you trusting Marquez Valdez scaling across the middle who has t- a step or two on the on the back I'm to make the catch? To, I'm throwing in a window to Devontae Adams. Right. That's, that, that's the reason am, he does Bill. what he does. Yeah. Just am. I, I am. Yep. I, do you trust them other guys? Who are nope. they? We've seen them wide open drop balls. Yeah. Yeah, who are they? Yeah. Well, you know who they are. Yeah, I, I completely agree. That's where I mean, it's the not trust like it's practice. not like Seattle. Seattle's got that DK Metcalf and that Lockett. Both of them guys platinum. Right. I I completely agree. That's that's to answer that email. That would be the way I would answer that email. Who are you going to throw to? If you yeah. have to make a play, who are you going to throw to? Yeah. And if you say, well, I want to go to Devontae Adams because you can just start that sentence and say, okay, that sentence just ends right there. That's who you end up going to, and that's why Aaron goes who he goes to. Let's go to Carter listening to us in Scottsdale, Arizona. Carter, how you doing, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? How are you? What's up, Carter? Great. So, obviously, I'm a diehard Packers fan. I've been a Packers fan since I was a little kid, born and raised in Arizona. I actually worked at Lambeau Field for a year last year in special events operations. Um, I got a question for you guys. So, Looking at the last few draft classes with Brian Gutenkunst and him being in the, the GM role, he's gone quite defensive heavily over the last few years. And I would say maybe one out of those picks that he's made has turned out to be very well successful, which is Jair Alexander. Do you, think, do you think that Brian Gutenkunst is on the hot seat right now? Because if you really look at the picks that he's made, he really hasn't done much to help Aaron Rodgers and help that defense. He took a third-string quarterback, a third-string running back, and a fullback in the first three rounds this year and did not do anything to help Rodgers and the wide receiver picks and also help the defense. On top of that, Mike Patine is fully to be blamed for. Unfortunately, I disagree with a lot of the callers here lately in saying that Mike Patine is not to be um, blamed for the default on defense because he is the coach. The players should be held accountable. They They aren't tackling. They look like they've been flat when they come out and play, and they honestly look awful. Right. I mean, I have a feeling that they're going to come out on Thursday and get absolutely stomped by the 49ers, and I hate to say that because a blind man really could a blind man could find a hole today through that you know through that offensive that defensive line. And it's you know do you do you take a first round pick this year and maybe a first round pick next year and try to trade up and find you know maybe get a JJ Watt and a Will Fuller and 
or take a chance and find somebody to, to go all in this year? Or, you know, I, I just don't know. I, I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm to the point where I'm very frustrated as a Packers fan. It's a consistently year-in, year-out basis to where, you know, it's a hoorah, oh, let's put it all on Aaron Rodgers' shoulders and let him do everything. But it's to the point, it's like, you know, it's that he had, the fact that he has won Super Bowl in his entire career with the Packers, I find is quite pathetic. You know, I, I want to know your thoughts on that. Let's do this. So let's take because we got Mike Clemens waiting for us, Gare. So we go, okay. Mike, uh, Mike being in Lambeau Field, I want to get to him. Uh, so we'll come back. We'll address all of that. I'm writing it down as you speak, so appreciate the phone call. We'll take a break, come back. Mike Clemens uh, live up in Lambeau Field. Stay tuned. we got more right after this. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. All right, got to give uh, the Minnesota Vikings a lot of credit for coming in here and uh, battling today and, and, you know, earning that victory. Obviously, there's a lot of mistakes that we made in all three phases as well as coaching. And, and uh, we knew that in order to win this football game, a couple things had to happen. We knew we had to stop the run. That didn't happen. We knew we had to play penalty free. That didn't happen. The penalties were a big part of it. And uh, when you do that, you're going to get beat. And that's exactly what happened today. Welcome back. Critical postgame show continues 28-22. The Green Bay Packers knocked off by the Minnesota Vikings. Gary Ellerson alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. And uh, Mike Clemens from Lambeau Field and now joining us. You just heard the words of Matt LaFleur in the last loss to the Vikings. Uh, man, this was an ugly one, Matt. Mike. Uh, defensively, they just they look terrible. Matt LaFleur's first loss in the NFC North. Yep. He's now 8-1 and one in the division. And what's the deal with fourth down, man? He, he likes going on fourth down early and often. And then it comes to bite him in the ass in the third quarter when he's got a fourth and ten at the Minnesota 37, and he's going for it on fourth and ten. He tried to take that shot into the end zone. Uh, was that to EQ, I think? Uh, they got yeah. deflected by Harrison Smith. And guess what? The Vikings, they come back, and then they get that little dump-off pass to Delvin Cook. It already had a big day. He goes 50 yards for the touchdown. So LaFleur was asked, what was the deal with the fourth and ten in the third quarter? Is that because you were concerned Mason Crosby couldn't make that kick? You know, J.P. Uh, J.K. Scott making all the kickoffs today, or or what? I'd say it was definitely more factored towards the win than anything else. Um, you know, just the the flow of the game, the feel of the game, just where we were, our inability to get stops on the defensive side. It felt like we had to be aggressive offensively, and unfortunately, it didn't work out for us. So, Gary, man, Delvin Cook, even though he's coming off a groin injury and he had a bye week to rest up, uh, this was a special performance. And I was it was shades of Adrian Peterson at, point, at points today. And there's just a speed and a twitch to him that I didn't really know that he had. And he kept, and he kept on – three yards and four yards and seven yards and just chip, you know, chipping away and chipping away. And then they bust that 50 yarder. Now on that one, I had the binoculars on it. There just wasn't any, actually anybody in his space or he just creates it. He's so fast. He's so fast. And Adrian Peterson, it's kind of like, Hey, weren't we through this movie uh, down in New Orleans against the saints when Evan Kamara, where he break five, six tackles on really kind of a similar play. Adrian Amos asked, what's the deal with the missed tackles? Um, you know, when you have more hats to the ball, it's less missed tackles. Um, you know, um, it's a lot harder to, to tackle when 
you know, it's it's one on one in the open field. Um, you know, going in the film um, tomorrow or watch that later today. You know, I will see more of where um, you know where we can avoid being in those one on one situations if we need more guys getting off of blocks and um, more guys running to the ball. Um, we, we'll see that in film study, but um, I think more heads to the ball um, makes um, tackling um, a lot easier. And so, guys, the, the Packers came out with two of their longest drives of the season, 13, 14 plays or so, running their misdirection offense. But, you know, even though Jamal Williams was getting six yards, five yards here and there, Aaron Rodgers throwing a couple short passes, they weren't overpowering this rebuilding Vikings defensive team, which I found interesting. And Aaron Rodgers was asked, you know, what happened to this game after, you know, he had a 14-14 tie. What happened after that? It was just a strange game. You know, as we have many times this season, we took the opening possession and, and kind of methodically down the field. Uh, it wasn't a pretty drive. It was 13 plays, and they went down scored, and then we went 18 plays. And you look up the clock, and there's like five minutes left on the clock, and you're thinking, man, are we going to get this ball back? And we got the ball back with, I think, uh, 25 seconds or 30 seconds or so in the first half, which drive doesn't really count as a one player. Um, just really strange. Uh, then they, you know, took the ball down and scored. And then we had, you know, a little bit of a lull there in the third quarter, which allowed them to go up two scores. Made some plays in the fourth, but, uh, you know, the wind changed. Uh, we, you know, took the wind for the fourth and ended up kind of going against the wind back-to-back uh, -back quarters. My, 30 carries, I'm sorry. 163 yards, four touchdowns, only the fourth Viking in 60 years his franchise history to score four touchdowns. Asked about his performance today. Felt great. I think this is my first win in Lambo. That's, that's most important. Get my team back on track and get the team back where I need to be at. You know, we work so hard every day. Limitless hours that nobody know. And losing don't feel good. So getting the win today was most important for me. You know, the stats is a plus and you know it come with a great performance, but winning is, is first for me. Uh, yeah, Mike, big performance out of him today. And uh, when you talk about record setting, I mean, he just, it was. Wow, it's unbelievable, Bill. Yeah. That's unbelievable. That's his first win at Lambeau? Yeah. Yes. No. Yes. Wow. And and so then, you know, the Vikings are banged up. Cameron Dantzler, the rookie corner, had to go to the hospital, be evaluated for the neck and a concussion injury. And I'm going to go to the final cut here, Joe, with Kirk Cousins, okay? Kirk Cousins said, or last week, Aaron Rodgers said, you know, if you look at you, you guys know when we're in the press box, that big American flag in the north end zone, if that's flying like left to right, then you look at the goalposts, they're usually going right to left. Mason Crosby will tell you that. And so Kirk Cousins says his equipment guy tipped him off on that before the game today, and that helped him. That the, the, the fourth quarter, the Vikings were, were going uh, uh, against it. That's why they had such a good third quarter. He talked about that 50-yard TV screen, but I'll tell you, Kirk Cousins gets no respect in Minnesota, listen to this. Um, great job by our offensive line. They got two really good cut blocks right after Dalvin caught the ball that sprung him, and then a great blocking down the field for him to be able to do that and run away from from the defense. Um, you know, huge play in the game. And Chris, I was going to ask you: uh, Was that pass interference on Irv? Was that truly pass interference? I didn't get to see it. I'm going to use a line you've used. I'm going to have to watch the film. Oh wow. 
Nice. <laughs> That's good. There you have it. Mike, there good stuff is. as always, buddy. We'll uh, we'll talk again tomorrow, okay? Thank you, Bill and Gary. Appreciate it. we got another hour of the Green and Gold postgame show coming up. We're going to continue with your phone calls, the reaction, the analysis, all of that as the Packers fall to the Minnesota Vikings 28-22. They go to 5-2 and two on the season. Stay tuned. Another hour of the Green and Gold postgame show coming up right after this. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. The Packers game is over, and now it's time to break this one down. It's the Green and Gold Post Game Show with former Packers running back Gary Ellerson and the big unit, Bill Michaels. 28-22. The Green Bay Packers defeated by the Minnesota Vikings. I'm Bill Michaels, Gary Ellerson alongside. Uh, Gary, your Twitter blowing up? Uh, from day one. Well, yeah, since okay. the, well start, third quarter got heated. Right. Third quarter started taking on water, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's out there. And uh, a lot of people saying a lot of the same things. And now they're arguing over the same stuff. It's right. like, you know. No, they're just arguing to argue at this point. But uh, a right. lot of passions running high tonight, right. to say the very least. Uh, let's do this. We still got uh, jam-packed phone lines. If you want to be a part of it, we welcome you into the program. It's the Green and Gold Post Game Show again, and uh, let's go to Vince listening to us still in Connecticut on the Radio.com at Vince. How you doing, Bill and Gary? What's going on? What's up, buddy? Hey, and I want to say one thing. The first thing I want to say, it's always great to follow the, the, the great Mike Clemens. I always, every time I hear him, I always call him Mr. Packer. Best insight right there with him. I just feel honored following him on the, with this call, too. So, anyways, um, th- does the Packers defense know how to tackle? I mean, I, I, just, <laughs> I, I just don't want to hear no more. Every time we lose a game, and I'm going back to Tampa, like here Rodgers and here LaFour say, oh, we – it was a bad week of practice. I don't buy it. it I think it's excuses. Now they're saying, oh, we do these tackling drills and, and practice. I'm about to say, are you guys doing them right? I mean, where the hell was it today? I mean, I know Dalvin Cook is a great running back. Don't get me wrong. But come on. You can't figure out any time to try to stop him at least instead of going about 80 yards every time, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Uh, and, like, and like I said, too, um, the Packers, and honestly, the Packers got beat today. Cause I know you hear some of these analysts say that, oh, because they're overlooking the San Francisco Thursday night. They got beat today. I don't, I don't think they, I don't think they overlooked Minnesota, Minnesota today. Minnesota just beat them today because they could not figure out how to stop Dalvin Cook. And, when, and one more thing, each and, and that Korea St. Brown's got to catch the ball. I mean, there was that one play on third and ten today where he had it right in his hands. And dropped it. I before they. I know that was before the fourth and ten. I just thought that was a big, big momentum swing right there too when he dropped that ball on third and ten. I don't know if you agree with me on that, but no, hit him right in the hands. You got to pull it yeah. down. I 100% agree. I mean, it's yeah. one thing if it hits you in a hand and it's kind of a tough catch. This was right between the hands. All you got to do is bring it down and into your gut, and that was it. Completely agree with you. Yeah, no doubt. He followed the great. Mike Clemens, as he put it. <laughs> he is great. 
Great Mike Clemens. Yeah, yes, sir. Uh, let's go to Bill listening to us in Iron River. Bill, welcome to the program of the Green and Gold Post Game Show. Hey, big unit and Gary, you guys are What's great that? therapy. But I will Thank be honest, you. I expected this to happen. In fact, I sent a text message to my niece that the Vikings were going to score 27 and the Packers were going to score 24. So I was off a little bit. But it was pretty obvious to me that this team was not going to be able to stop Delvin Cook. And uh, uh, it, I mean, I'm not, I'm not here calling in to say I told you so, but it's just so obvious this defense cannot, cannot handle a NFL caliber running back. Um, I don't know what the solution is, but boy, that uh, uh, Love did us a lot of good on the bench today, didn't he? That was a great draft pick. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for taking I, my call. No, I appreciate it. I, uh, you know, Gary, when when he talks about you know the way the game went and he knew it was coming, I knew this was coming if the Packers got down. I did not expect the Packers to get down by two scores. No. So I thought it would be the opposite. No. I thought the Packers would get up, then it would force uh, Kirk Cousins to throw the football, and therefore right. in the win, Kirk's not great. Mm-hmm. You put him under a little bit of pressure. That's how you win the game. That's never the happened. formula, and, and it never got to that point. Never happened. Nope. It never got we, to that Because we could never get a stop. Right. And and Mike Zimmer kept to the game plan. I'm going to feed Davin Cook till his legs fall off. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he did that, and he stayed to the game plan. They come out in second half is really what hurt us. They come out in second half and just march it right down the field. Right. And then we come out, get the ball, they get a stop. And when they got a stop, that's when it changed. Yeah, you kind of felt that was that was when it uh, started to take a turn for the worse. Let's go to our buddy Trell on the north side of Milwaukee. Trell, welcome to the program, man. How you doing, bud? Yeah, what's going on? I'm so, much, I'm so sick of these excuses for the organization, man. I mean, now all of a sudden, we don't have a Super Bowl team. I think that's baloney, man. Uh, this team ain't nothing but smoking mirrors, man. They mirages. And it's all because of the front office. For one, Matt LaFleur has figured out, if you stop the run game, you stop the run with the Packers, they got nothing else. That's what you got to do. That's what Zimmer did. He stopped the run, and he played zone shell coverages and sent people to get Aaron Rodgers. And you ain't got nobody to create separation besides Devontae like that. Everybody else is looking around. They don't know how to come get the ball. That's what's going to happen. This offense, I don't blame this game on the defense. We know what the defense is. The defense has been the same for how long? I mean, so come on. If the offense would have been able to hold up their end of the bargain and score on a team that's got rookies and, and second stringers on the field, then we wouldn't even have this issue about Dalvin Cook. But I know it's the easiest thing to do is to go ahead and pile on the defense, which has been cracky for years. So mm-hmm. the thing is that they, they they refuse to get talent. They keep saying how the scheme is going to do it. Well, guess what? When you can't run the football, your scheme ain't that good, Mr. LaFleur. You've been figured out. Any team that stops it, I guarantee you, from now on, watch it. Any team that's able to stop the Packers' run game, they got nothing coming. And they was up 14-7. to seven. The offense didn't score again until garbage time in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's the defense's fault, too. No, it's not, man. And until they realized that, that's why they hired LaFleur, I think. He told them his scheme was so great that he could work with what the talent they got right now and be able to do it. And for the most part, against most teams in the league, he, it can, has. Yep. he can do it against yep. most of the teams in the league. 
But when yeah. you go up against a bona fide contender, you got nothing coming. And that's what I've been saying for the loop. At some point, it's not about scheme. You got to have the, 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 uh, the um, what you call it, Gary? What's your saying? The Jimmys and the Joes. The Jimmys and the Joes. You got to have it. So <laughs> as long as they want to play around and talk about their scheme and all that, we're going to get beat by the good team. I knew that already. I suspected that. I was hoping I was wrong. But it's the same old Packers. And that's what it's going to be. I got no faith in them at all. Period. But, 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 T, they may win 12, 13 games, though. Don't mean nothing. It don't mean nothing. The Bucks won. The Milwaukee Bucks won 60-plus games in the regular season. When they get in the postseason and teams able to bunker down on that, what they do offensively, got nothing coming. Got nothing coming. The Packers just the same. And I know they're not going to make a move because that's too much like Rice. And <laughs> we just going, like I said years ago, they're going to sabotage these last years with Aaron Rodgers. What you should do is just trade them, get a boatload, and rebuild because that's all you're doing anyway anyway, is you're rebuilding. You're rebuilding already. Whether we like it or not, they're rebuilding because they refuse to get the the talent that they need. So you're asking your quarterback to overcompensate, and he's just at an age right now, he's not Superman all the time. It's not going to happen. So that's exactly what it was. This game is not on the defense, not going to be because we already know the defense is. The offense couldn't score for two-plus quarters. And that's what it's come down to, period. Boom. There it is, point blank. Yep. No, he's. you're right about that. They couldn't get off the schneid in the, in the third quarter at all, and it took them until late in the fourth quarter to finally start putting points up. Appreciate the phone calls always, Trell. So he says that people that are pointing out that the defense, yeah, you can cry about it all you want, but if the offense can't be explosive and can't get points, you put well, the he's defense give, in a bad Well, he's giving up on the defense is what he's right. doing. Right. He's saying the defense is what it is, and it's supposed to be on the offense. But we all know it is what it is. You're not going to win without a defense. You're just not. You know. Well, you can win games. You're not right. going to win championships without a defense. That's the point. Is that you know the old adage is what it is because defense wins your championship. So you always yeah. question what do you want to do when it comes down to the trade deadline? What do they need the most? Do they need defensive help, they, they or do they need? To get- they need a, a specifically. They need a defensive lineman. Let's do this. When we come back, we're going to hear from the quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, who just spoke to the media, and uh, he's going to take questions. Was he chippy? I don't know. We're going to find out. Hopefully they asked him good questions, I guess. Hopefully they were insightful questions. Well, well, hopefully Mark Daniels isn't there then. (laughs) 28-22, Packers take it on the – I like Mark. 28-22, Packers take it on the show. we got more more of the Green and Gold postgame show next. Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Packers need a touchdown. They have no timeouts. Rodgers. Pressure coming. Hit as he throws. Is it a fumble or is it incomplete? Minnesota picks it up, and the Vikings look like they have it. do it that's it that's it boss that's it just an ugly loss man that just you know listen that that just was an ugly loss bill i don't know how i get you know i get we were missing aaron jones and back to our but that just we had enough to beat those guys that's an ugly loss what the hell's going on out here 
Are, are um, you watching? Are you watching Chicago yes. and Javon Wims is just what is uh, that? He goes out on the field and just starts punching the hell out of the defensive back of the New Orleans Saints. It is a tie game at thirteen apiece. I mean, not once, but two haymaking punches to the helmet, and he's not only ejected. I guarantee he's going to be suspended. He he may not what? see a field Got for the next few him. weeks at least. Well, what happened was oh. is. The oh, defensive finger in his face. He stuck his finger in his face. That that happened first, and then he walked away, and then came back and just threw two haymakers. I mean, this wasn't like a shove to the face. These were haymaking right. punches. You're going to see this right. on every channel, on every sports station between now and, and next week till the Bears play. I this I, I've never seen what anything. I've seen that? guys get mad and go in and shove or tackle or whatever. Yeah. Never go in and just throw haymakers like that. Let me Google this guy, see where he's from. Wow. That's straight craziness. Javon Wims? So he wasn't Georgia, even buddy. on the field? No. He was off. Yeah, I, I believe he was off because he just came out of the out of the corner of the picture. I wasn't specifically watching a game until I saw what happened. But he's the uh, wide receiver out of Georgia. And now Nick Foles gets picked off. But he just walks out of nowhere and punches him right in the face. I just right in front of the official. So, man, oh, man, Javon Wims, it's nice seeing you in the National Football League for a while. He's going to probably take a break. They're going to cut him, too. He might get cut. Man. I don't know what rounds he drafts up in. (sighs) That all dictates whether he get cut or not, Bill, just so you know. Yeah. He, uh, this is his third year. I think he was a Seventh round draft choice, oh, maybe? They, I, they, I can't they remember. Can him, they can let him go. I can't remember where they drafted him. I'd have to go back and cause. look. But he he got came into the league, what, uh, 2018, I think, something like that. Mm. So, yeah. Man, oh, man. That's stupid. Can't do that. Yeah. God, I, I've, never, I've never seen anything like that. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, just met with the media. Let's take a listen. So, there you go, Aaron Rodgers after the ball game and – not happy. Talked about, uh, you know, needing to play that, quote, championship football on both sides of the ball and need to find their footing. Uh, you know, it's, it's not like he's pointing the finger and blaming anybody, but you can certainly say that, you know, there's, there's some issues on both sides of the ball. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll Bill, come back. Uh, yeah. Real quick. Um, he championed someone, he said. They it went to Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah. Can we talk about Stephon that when we come back? Can we talk about that that when you come back? Let's do that. Absolutely. Yep, let's do that. We'll go ahead and take a quick break. We'll come back. we got a lot more of the Green Gold Post Game Show coming up right after this. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Devontae is the only wide receiver with more than one catch today. The the trade deadline's in two days. Do do you need to add to that position to be the offense that that you want to be long term? Well, Ryan, it's not a bad question, but it's not one that I can answer. We've had many conversations about this type of thing over the years. Um, and I, you know, truly understand my role. Um, I'm not going to stomp for anybody. Last time I stomped for a player, you end up going to Buffalo. So uh, I like the guys that we have. We need more production, more consistency at times. 
Those are the words of Aaron Rodgers after the 28-22 loss. We're going to hear from Matt LaFleur coming up here momentarily. I'm Bill Michaels, Gary Ellerson alongside the former Packer and Badger running back. And, Gary, that was a comment that you and I both uh, raised an eyebrow to. Uh, You brought it up, and he talks about championing for a guy. Um, My assumption is we're talking about Stephon Diggs. Now, I could be wrong, but that that's the that's the kid uh, that uh, you know really I mean, had all the talent in the world and he was traded over from Minnesota and maybe uh, Aaron Rodgers who uh, you know all the agents kind of know one another heard about it and championed to the Packers hey go get this guy we can what do a did, lot of great things with what him. did Buffalo give up for Diggs um I can't remember what they gave up um Maybe somebody can look. Maybe Joe can look it up for us. Yeah, they got that first round pick, which they turned that into um, Justin Jefferson. Into Justin Jefferson, yeah. Yeah, maybe Joe somebody can look it up. Either, either if if it's that or is it Marshawn? Well, he wasn't there for Marshawn Lynch. That was Brett Favre, wasn't it? No, Marshawn Lynch was. Yeah, because remember that was um, during the Super Bowl run, and they did not make the trade for Lynch. Because the linchpin in that deal, pardon the pun, was, was AJ the, Hawk. they wanted, wanted A.J. Hawk. And remember, at yeah. that time, the Packers lost a t- ton of wide receiver or a ton of linebackers, so they needed A.J. Hawk, who, by the way, had his best season ever for the Packers. What were the details of that trade, Joe? Yeah, there were four draft picks that went the other way to the Vikings. It was a first round, a fifth, and a sixth in 2020, and then a fourth in 2021. So the Buffalo Bills got a haul. For Stephon, or yeah, gave up a haul to get well, Stephon. Yeah, Diggs. the Packers weren't going to do that. Yeah, they're not giving up that many. All right. So. That was interesting, though, that it came up. Well, the question was asked, so he answered it. But it was interesting that he said he was championing for someone that went to Buffalo. That's the only thing that went to Buffalo. That's the only thing I can think of is that that would be the guy that he was talking about in recent history because that happened this past offseason. So. Uh, and Stephon Diggs, we know all the talent in the world, man. I mean, unbelievable hands and speed and good route runner. And we know that uh, Aaron Rodgers watches these guys and not only watches defenses to learn, but he also watches offenses to see, you know, tendencies and all that kind of stuff. So maybe that's uh, who he was talking about. But he uh, That's going to be talked about tomorrow, I tell you that. Yes, it is. And here's the thing. You know Aaron as well as I do. He doesn't say anything unless no. he wants it to be heard. He dropped that. He dropped that right on the table. Right. Yeah. Don't kid yourself. Because so he could have answered that. He could answer that in a different way if he wanted to. He could have said, "Just you know, I'm I'm fine with the guys we got. And if yep. they go out and make a trade to get yep. us better, then you yep. know that's that's up to them." Yep. Right. He dropped that right there, like you said, on the table for everybody to see, mm-hmm. and basically said, "We need. I knew we needed another guy, and the guy right. we I wanted to get, they ended up mm-hmm. letting letting him go to Buffalo." So. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. We'll feast on that, uh, no doubt. Where did Kumaro go? Um, Kumaro. He went to Buffalo. Yeah. Did he go to Buffalo, too? Yeah. So is he talking about Kumaro? He can't. Is he? When did no. Kumaro go to Buffalo? After he left? After he got cut? Yeah, after he got yeah. cut. Yeah, the, the Bills signed him to their practice squad. The Packers yeah. didn't trade him or anything. He just ended up there. Right. That's what he's talking about, Bill. He's talking – he wanted Kumaro. Kumaro was going to make the difference? That's what he's talking about. The last time I championed for a guy, he ended up in Buffalo? Okay. That, that's who it is. It's Kumaro. 
Okay. <laughs> hey, the cool. back, cool. And so cool they kept. <laughs> so they kept who over him? There? Who do they keep over Kumar? Well, there? maybe that's what it is he's talking about, not necessarily a trade. See, he was talking about in the trade vernacular, the way the question was asked by Ryan Wood, right. do you feel they need to go make a deal? And the last time he championed for somebody, yeah. he said they ended up in Buffalo. I'm assuming that he's talking about a trade. That trade was Stephon Diggs going to Buffalo. If we're talking about a guy that he wanted over somebody else in the organization – that would be Jay Kumaro. You're right. Here, can we play the cut again from Rogers? Yeah. Okay. Let, can we, just, we have the, yeah. Wait, the question too? Yeah. Here, the question. Here's okay. the question from Ryan Wood. Take a listen. Devontae is the only wide receiver with more than one catch today. The, the trade deadline's in two days. Do, do you need to add to that position to be the offense that that you want to be long term? Well, Ryan, it's not a bad question, but it's not one that I can answer. We've had many conversations about this type of thing over the years, um, and I you know, truly understand my role. Um, not going to stomp for anybody. Last time I stomped for a player, he ended up going to Buffalo. So, Okay, so he was talking about he's not going to champion for a – talking about the trade. Just but then he general. said, the, but just in general, the last time yeah. I championed for somebody, they ended up in Buffalo. Okay, so I'm on the thought of a trade when he's talking possibly or more likely about Jake Kumaro. So he wanted Jake Kumaro over fill in the blank. Yes. So who who would that be? Wasn't it Malik Taylor? Wasn't he the receiver that got in? Wasn't he the last receiver that got got in? in? There was Malik Taylor, uh, Tyler Irvin, because Tyler Irvin was going to be the guy that's back there catching, you know, punts and such as well. Uh, But it could have been over. Marquez Valdez-Scantling or Equinemia St. Brown, who yes, his, yes. Ava- his availability hasn't necessarily been, been the most. You know, he so you can take your pick, that. who he wanted over. But he basically said, I mean, he liked Kumro. He No doubt about it. Kumro was a, a, he was pretty sure hands, and he was a guy that was a good route runner. Mm-hmm. And he was – and, and Well, that was like his guy, though, Lazard. too. Right. That was his guy. But they, just like he likes Alan Lazard. Yes, he, he does. He trusts him. Yeah. Yeah, he trusts him. So there you go. Let's do this. Uh, last segment of the show, we'll come back. We'll listen to a little bit of uh, of Matt LaFleur, the head coach of the Green Bay Packers, and we'll wrap it up next in the Green and Gold Postgame Show. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Somebody stood out today. That player is the Van Horn MVP of the game. Let's see who Bill and Gary choose from today's game. Brought to you by Van Horn Automotive Group. Locations throughout Wisconsin and Iowa. Family born and employee owned. On the web at VanHornAuto.com. Packers fall 28-22 to the Minnesota Vikings. They go to 5-2 and two on the season. Now they have a quick turnaround and uh, the MVP of the game. Gary, this is wasn't easy, but when you start to think about a guy who's really been kind of giving his, his all, uh, I... I I'd have to almost go in favor of Jamal Williams in this particular case. He had 22 catches, 102 yards. He was 6-for-6 in receptions from targets. Uh, He had 16 carries, 75 yards. He he just seems to be balling out right now as best he can, and it's it's been tough. I get it. You had Jay Sternberger show up today with three catches out of four targets. Tanya today, five catches. You know, but but Devontae Adams, 12 targets, 7 catches. But I, Jamal Williams, I just think since Aaron Jones is gone, they certainly can't do the defense. So I'm going to say, even though I think Jair has been playing extremely solid, I'm going to say Devon, or excuse me, uh, Jamal Williams as the MVP of the game. You like that? Yeah, I go with that, Bill. 
no make doubt a make it. make a case for that. There you yeah, go. Yeah, I go with that. All done. There you I go. Mean, they need to get, you know, if they can get, and I, and I think truly they thought they can get this win, and you know they want to be as close to 100 percent as they can be. They can, they can get back Tiari back. They can get probably Lazard back. They can get Aaron Jones back all Thursday night. I think that would be great. There you go. The MVP of the game brought to you by Van Horn Automotive. Van Horn Automotive with locations throughout Wisconsin and Iowa. Family born and employee owned on the web at VanHornAuto.com. Let's quickly take a listen to the head coach, Matt LaFleur, meeting with the media. There you go. Matt LaFleur after the game. and uh, best believe you know, it. Yeah. Now, this is the kind of the worst case scenario. When we, I talked about this this week that, you know, and I don't think they overlooked the Vikings, Gary. I think the Vikings just had a really good game plan. Even though Aaron, one of the things Aaron said was they didn't have energy this this game. Now, this is the second time in two weeks that it was low energy. And he talks about the last two weeks they played in front of fans, and then this week they didn't. Um, And I'm not saying he's making an excuse to say we need fans in the stands, but it seems like they're kind of saying, you know, hey, look, we're going on the road, we're playing with fans in the stands, we don't have anybody here. It's It's a different energy. We could use some fans. But he talked about that. He talked about it being a strange game. Obviously, penalties played into this and the non-call, the non-pass interference call on uh, Tanya at the end of the game, that, that came into it. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it's interesting to listen to him and then Matt LaFleur talk. And I, I, this game bothered me in the sense that I still thought the Packers would win, but this is your worst-case scenario. Now you got to go to a place where you're not winning on the West Coast under Matt LaFleur. And now you got to do it in a short turnaround. And history will tell you the Packers should not win this game. No. Now, they're down a little bit defensively. Uh, but right. can we stop anybody? That, that, that's the thing. Can we, can we, can, can defensively, can we get some stops? They're going to punch us in the mouth. We know that. Because San Francisco's getting the hell beat out of them right now. 30 to 14 yeah. by the Seattle yeah. Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah. But can we stop anybody? I think the answer is right now both defenses aren't playing well. No, they're not. And no, they're so not. it's and maybe you just How say, many stops well, can we get? Right. How many stops can you get? And can you get Aaron Jones back? Can you get Bakhtiari back? Can you get somewhat back to full strength offensively and get that right. flow going again? We keep hearing about the flow and the rhythm. And I just found it interesting when he said, uh, we have to find our footing. And he said, you know, on both phases. And then he said, you know, kind of throwing himself into the mix. But I think he's – like saying, hey, you know, we got to find our footing, guys. We need both sides of the ball, not just the offense, both sides of the ball to help out. Right, right. And but here's what I don't want. I've never played in a COVID pandemic. And I know not having a the crowd there is probably not great. But I don't want – I just hope this just doesn't get in their heads about this crowd because he's mentioned it now twice about right. the crowd. So I just hope we're not going there because I most certainly think – that that's what happened to the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis. Not necessarily the crowd, but being in the bubble and all right. that that brings. Yep. No doubt. One more time before a crowd of none at Lambeau Field, the Packers and Matt LaFleur take their first loss in the division. Matt LaFleur's first loss is the head coach of the Packers in the division. He is now 8-1. and one. It was the Packers 22, but it was the Vikings who had put up 28. They win the ballgame. Packers go to 5-2. and two. We'll talk again on Thursday night right after the Packers and the 49ers. For Gary Ellison, I'm Bill Michaels. Time for us to get out of here. Have a good one. Whoop.
16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 